0: Nisambolivinaca Naturankin Marama, Nadarvo Kinagone Lewa, Onisemiticoma, Salani Moneli, believe a Kinacamboraki Vaki Authority, Kaningo, Sangatangan Mulavio and Turankin Maraman Balana Sanatolu, Kumbuna, Bormosala, Kinamatani to Velocanatovata to Losaka. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mikali Cruz Doundry, and welcome to another week of the Everyday Fijians podcast, where the Everyday Fijian shares their everyday story in the everyday world. Well, we've come to the end of the year, and we've come to the end of the year. I just want to say once again to all our listeners that are here in Sydney, Australia, or in Australia, or in other parts of the world, I just want to say, first of all, greetings. But I want to say, secondly, hope you had a wonderful Christmas, and hopefully we've got everything prepared for New Year's. But also, on top of that, I just want to say for all your support, uh, for you tuning in, for you listening, um, for you um, leaving comments or reviews. Look, it means a lot. I know I keep saying it, but look, it uh, it really does mean a lot, uh, to see this podcast now. Um, probably, I think it's in third year, yep, yeah? starting 2020. So, sorry, my apologies, the second year. And you see it's still going. Um, I'm just real thankful. Uh, you know, one thing I've learned, I learned from one particular quote is that, you know, there are times where we want to bring in big change or you know, new, new ideas or, you know, you know new, new ways of trying to, you know, um, captivate a crowd. But it's all about the word, you know, one word, which is consistency. So, I hope, you know, I don't know how long this podcast, these podcasts are a bit going, but I try my best to keep on bringing forth people or reading articles based on, you know, Fijian history or, you know, interviewing fellow Fijians, whether here in Australia, but literally in other parts of the world. Um, also, on top of that, uh, massive congratulations to the People's Alliance and to the NFP and Sadopa. On forming a grand coalition in running the government for the next four years, um, I probably wasn't the only one where we tuned in, especially post-election, where there wasn't a majority to make up government. So it came down to one particular party, which is the to um, see which government they'll form with. And to cut a long story short, of course, they went with the PAP and the NFP. But you know, in the end of the in the end of the day, we just. Uh, seeing that you know democracy has won and i hope it continues on in that way or that manner also on top of that as well um i know i've said merry christmas before but look i hope you had a wonderful christmas you know you with family your friends or if not i do hope that you spent it with someone that you know or someone that you could um especially for those that may be living overseas and they couldn't travel to travel back home to fiji probably due to you know, travel arrangements or the finances. But look, I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Always on top of that as well, as we're coming on the last episode of this year. uh, It's just wonderful to see the guests that have come on for this season. I know it has been a few, um, especially with reading articles and so on and so forth with Queen Victoria, uh, the Queen Victoria School, or with Islands tour of Fiji. But I do hope that some of the guests that have come on in some way or some manner um, you've gained something out of it. Uh, you've gained in some way or some manner of them sharing their story or or from an article and they may have brought you back memories, especially for those that li- lived during the time, you know, for example, for Ireland to Fiji, hopefully those that are um were listening, you know, especially the when if they were live around that jump that year that they remember those moments when Ireland came over or for those that were in the q v s you know went to q v s you remember those um memories of being at you know. Um, being at QBS, being now, now you're at QBS, old oh boy. But on top of that as well, look, I just want to say thank you once again. And for this week's episode, it's a continuation of part two with uh, Ryan Mara. So if you haven't heard um, part one yet, um, I would advise you heavily to go listen to part one before you listen to part two. So for part two, part two this week, Ryan continues on with his story and he gets more to probably family the family or so or probably more of the army but look he shares his story and once again you know due to the longevity of this conversation it into two parts but once again i give you ryan Mara, part two from civilian to soldier i do hope you enjoy it and also on top of that as well look happy new year i do hope that 2023 will be better than will be better than this year uh, if you haven't achieved what you haven't achieved in 2022, I do hope that you um, take something to aim for in 2023. So, um, once again, thank you for your support. And here we go. Part two with Ryan Morrow. Once again, take care. Enjoy the podcast. Finaka. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to... Uh, Second uh, our second part of this episode, so I do hope that, um, of course, prior to the intro, that you, uh, of course, during the intro, sorry, that you enjoyed the first part we had with uh, with uh, Ryan Mara, but we're here with our second part, continuing on. So I do hope you, you gathered some insight or you took something out of the last one, especially when it comes to uh, Ryan's tenure during his time in the Army. But look, uh, Ryan, welcome once again for our second part. Thank you, cos. Thank you for having me again. It's always a blessing, man. All right, let's 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 carry on. So, yep. we have talked about your your march out. You know your army life. Um, yep. you know yep. your beginnings. You know where you, you're mixed. You know your mixed ethnicity. Um, so on and so forth. But the question I want to bring forth as we continue with this podcast with this episode is, uh, what are the differences you see now? compared to back then when you were a young fellow whether it be from an educational perspective or from a, you know from a community perspective or from a, you know any perspective in relating to yourself what differences do you see um, in regards to the question I'm asked so
1: look uh, I've gotten older from what I was. When you, fir- when you first saw me at, at Kapuka on the march out, I've definitely gotten a bit older. You know, I'm, I'm uh, 27 now. So, you know, I'm, a, I'm bloody old. You know what I mean, mate? Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, like, uh, I've definitely gotten more mature. I, I can definitely feel that. Um, uh, I, I feel like being in the army, not only does it like mature you, but it also gives you a clear direction. Um, I've, I've definitely got that as well. I know what I want out of my career. I know what I want out of life. Um, I've definitely become more direct. If that makes sense. Like when you're in the military, you definitely feel like being direct is the best approach to life and the best approach to anything really. Um, just being clear and concise is the way to go. Um, definitely, um, uh, that sentiment i I definitely have that sentiment um it's yeah just mature more direct uh, not really for wasting time i'm not not really a a time waster but yeah and like i I do enjoy like a holiday every now and then but (laughs) who doesn't but like yeah definitely more direct um more mature uh just just out there just trying to get things you know whatever whatever aspect of life just trying to get it under control like i like things that are structured and that are you know not under control because that sounds like a control freak yeah but yeah like more structured and more you know it, running smoothly if that makes sense mm. that makes sense so that those are the differences hundred compared... percent
0: have it um have it from an educa- educational perspective look you went to many as you mentioned in the last episode, you've been to different primary schools. You went to high school. Yep. And you were in that year, of course, it was pen, you know, pencil to, you know, pencil to book or pen to book, pen to paper or so. But yep. then slowly crept in, of course, the laptops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. More use of technology. Yeah. Slowly crept in where you got to be more tech savvy than old school. Yep. Um, do you see when you were back in high school for yourself that, you know, that the educational system here in New South Wales or for you as a student back then, that technology is more, is, is more of a, you know, is more of an, you know, you must need it, you know, must need way as in like, you got to get this certain, certain technology, you got to get this iPad or this laptop to keep up to date. Like back in the days, it was like, just get a pen and book, buy the textbooks, yep. cover in clear contact, you're out. <laughs> yep. But now it's like, you got to go down to Officeworks or Harvey Norman, or JP High fi or any <laughs> to, to any office workplace, and you're got to get the latest laptop or you know the up to up to date software. Do you see in a way that we're um, we're going that, that that down that road more, especially in regard to yourself, yeah, being in that yep. sort of generation or so. Because yep. look, I graduated, and want to stay in primary school.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Um, we, we've definitely hit that point where we've become more dependent. On technology, on our when it comes to like our educational life, like our educational life, Um, yeah, like you mentioned, because when you were graduated, we were still using pen and paper, right? That was my time in Hurlford Boys uh, Year Seven and Eight. Were pen and paper. You know, you get a book, you buy a notebook, you have to click, you know, contact it as they called it, right? Do you remember that? Yeah, clear contact itself. Oh my God, you had to write your name on it. Clear contact. You know, notes were written, assignments were written in that book. And then, so seven and eight, that was for me. Once I reached year nine, that's the introduction of technology Um, uh, with with studies started becoming more, you know, becoming introduced. Um, I believe it was a government initiative to where laptops were becoming, or even back seven and eight, when I was seven and eight, they had laptops right there. It's called Laptops. But now it wasn't until I went to Mars Brothers in year nine. Man, we got a gaming laptop. I, like, it wasn't a gaming laptop, but it, the specs, the specifications of the laptop were pretty much on par to run a pretty decent video game on it. So the boys would be playing video games when they're meant to be studying. But uh, the, the laptops we got in year nine, the specifications for it were enough to run a good game. Uh, but like going back to studying, that laptop was used, you know, primarily with our studies. You know, it it gone are the days where the t- there was a, a physical book textbook. Now all you have to do is just download a PDF file, and that was that's a textbook. <laughs> that's that's us now. That that was yeah. me back then. That was me back then in year nine and year ten. We used the same laptop, and not only am I downloading games when I'm downloading PDF files of a whole textbook. Wow. How far have we come? You know, that's that's some Avengers level, uh, that's an Avengers level threat right there. <laughs> no, that's an Avengers level, like, uh, you know,
0: um, uh, shout out to all the, Marvel, the Marvel referencing, we may be making it, <laughs> yeah, as, as we're down with it. Shout out to Kevin Feige, one of our top listeners. Wait a minute, we have him on the line right now. No, we don't, but anyway,
1: <laughs> shout out to uh, you know, um. You know, shout out to all the the, the, the Marvel uh, Islanders. You know, you guys are you guys are nerds, man. You guys are full on nerds.
0: All right, moving on, moving on. Look, <laughs> yeah. of course you graduated from Union Criminology. You yep. went into the army, and then just recently you got your masters. <clears throat> uh, your masters, or so I forgot, uh, man. Forgive me, I forgot which which course it was in. Yep. And you graduated in Canberra. You probably can further elaborate on that. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, when you graduated, graduated and of course, being an everyday, uh, being a Fijian podcast, there was another Fijian there that graduated with you. I forgot her name, but um, she graduated. Two Fijians, I think. Two there Fijians. So we had a few yeah. couple Fijians that graduated, but also on top of that, um, mm-hmm. she's got the rank of, was it Lieutenant?
1: Yeah. So that's that's the first rank in a, in a commissioned officer, in a leadership role, of the first okay. rank um, and then it goes up, captain, major, lieutenant, colonel, colonel, general, man, like she, she's in for a very, very good career. And, and, and you know, she's just only making not only a family proud, but us uh, Fijians as a people proud because we now have a Fijian lieutenant who has a very prosperous career ahead of her. And, you know, many Fijians should follow her, follow her footsteps and um You know, become involved not just in a tertiary setting, but in a military setting as well. You know, go go for aim high. You know, aim high, as they say.
0: Mm. And getting <laughs> that master's degree, of course, um, that will further help you enhance your career. Of course, when it comes to military, when it comes to that sort of field or so. Yeah. And um, if you're getting your degrees like that, can uh is it in a way? Of course, people may say, well. You don't have to graduate, you know. You don't have to do to, to do some some subjects or so. But of course, getting a master's degree and your experience in, in the you know in the field of the military, yeah, and where you've been, especially overseas, um, is it in a way enhanced your knowledge of the combat field, not only just from a field perspective, but also from a tech from a cyber perspective as well when it comes to technology such as computers or so.
1: A hundred percent, hundred percent. Like the, um, so like. So just going back to the first degree that I did. So before joining the army, I did a three year course, you know, bachelor's of policing with a major in criminology. So that degree itself was tailored for people who wanted to go down the <coughs> career path of the police force. Okay. Police, you know, but because I wasn't going to go to police service, uh, to the police force, um, they made me, so I, graduated in bachelor of policing but it was a major in criminology that's something that the person who went to the police force didn't have you know a major in criminology that was the difference right yep um and i did a sub major as well and yada yada um but yeah and then doing my master's while i'm in the army graduating that in strategy and security out of uh, university of new south wales i did a one of the units that i studied for in, in that degree field like definitely showed me how a simple computer can become a weapon um it is very like ever since covid we've become more dependent online right so um as a result our communications, our computers, our internet have all become weapons to, to be used against us to, you know, um, steal information, to steal money from our accounts. You know, it's been able to, to do a unit that studies, as they call it, offensive cyber capabilities where not only criminals, but states, other states are starting to use computers as weapons to attack like Australian cyber infrastructure, <clears throat> definitely it shows you how you know we're very vulnerable as a nation. We're very bu- vulnerable as as people to these sort of attacks where you know you could be scammed online. That's a form of you know cyber attack, right? That that that's a form of cyber you know um, a cyber offense. <laughs> I guess you I don't um, forgive the term um, to your audience. Uh, yeah, but like computers are now a weapon and they're going to be continue to grow as the most powerful weapon, you know, the more we become more technologically dependent. And it started now. Ever since COVID, we're now technologically dependent and it'll just continue to become more and more. And, you know, I, I dread the day that we become fully dependent on technology and then at the same time we become vulnerable mm. because, um. And, and yeah, this course was able to tell me uh, exactly that. We're, we're all vulnerable. We just need to learn and protect ourselves better.
0: Well, the best source of um, information we can get from is a uh, um, good old AI, um, artificial intelligence um, <laughs> robot. shout out
1: shout out to will smith you know
0: that keep
1: your wife keep his wife's name out of your mouth mate all right
0: well there you go shout out to will smith that (laughs) awesome documentary i robot i I robot yes on the true story but anyway (laughs) no it's not a true story but No, it just shows, look, as much as there's humor, we laugh about it, but there is some truth to it because, as you mentioned, uh, post-COVID, we're more reliable on technology. A perfect example is the QR check-in, you know, the good old QR check-in during COVID, checking into hospitals, checking into theaters, checking into certain check even checking into churches.
1: Even checking into churches. It's crazy because whoever hacks that, that QR code or like whoever hacks that capability, like that that's that service is able to track where people are at all times. They can mm. you know, oh this person checked into that, hell, they're here. Or they could be here next. It's it is so easy to track people nowadays. And it's all because of a phone, man. You know, our phones are our, our most biggest liability and vulnerability.
0: And then of, of course, don't forget, I believe it was last year I think, where Optus had that huge um Someone hacked into Optus, yeah. Oh, that was this year, yeah. that was star, it was this year, man. it's yeah, yeah, amazing where you miss up, you know, where time something you know, like time goes so far. So it was mm. this year where you know, with Optus, one of the hackers actually hacked into Optus, and I believe the hacker wanted a ransom for us. So, bro, what, yeah. is this, what is this? Die hard is this something out of Hollywood? Maybe, this man? is this, yeah, this is a
1: ho- this bloke's watched too many movies, yeah. I'd
0: you my 10 million dollars or else I'd yeah. all the names, yeah, and
1: and like I. Funny you should say that because yeah, did a paper on that, and the person who did it is actually from um, Southeast Asia.
0: Oh wow!
1: So you, you, I guess you could you know you, you could say that. Remember, how I was saying states <coughs> are now becoming more involved in, in cyber attacks and all that. It's all originating from Asia. Like our Asia is probably Australia's biggest cyber um, concern because they not only do you have these, like, individuals hacking into Optus and then into Medibank, and I think Woolworths got hacked, I'm not sure, but, like, it can all be done from a computer. Uh, uh, like, this this bloke, like, they released a picture of him. He's like a, you know, f- five-foot, you know, a short Asian dude who <laughs> who's trying to extort, you know, Optus customers. Like, buddy, get out of here, all right? Go, go get a real job. Um but yeah look like asia will continue to be australia's biggest cyber threat not only just to australia but to fiji as well you know like like fiji new zealand all the pacific islanders will all be susceptible to these cyber threats because why hell it's easy it's easy to hack and that's why
0: so saying that we've you know, without, you know, with Fiji, of course, and our fellow Pacific Island neighbours, yep. do you think that Australia you know, plays a very pivotal role in making sure that the security, cyber security in the islands is very up to date? Not as a means of just being a, like, sort of like a protector, but also being a teacher or mentor to those that are in the IT departments, whether it be in Fiji, Samoa, Tonga in the pacific islands and updating on updating the personnel over there but also equipping them and educating enhancing their knowledge as well so certain situations you know because when you look compared to you know when you look at the islands compared to australia Mm. whether it be land mass or population it's small yeah and so for something like that it can be in a way sort of like a sitting like a target for them i look small islands, let's get them. Mm-hmm. But you think in a way that Australia plays a part in making sure, look, we're doing that part, but we're going to make sure that our island, our fellow island neighbours are safe as well?
1: Exactly, exactly. The Australia, both Australia and New Zealand are at the forefront of protecting uh, like its Pacific Islander neighbours from cyber threats. They are the ones that are that are responsible for not only protecting them, but also teaching these Pacific na- uh, island. Islander neighbors how to protect themselves. Mm. Like they are providing the training. Um, Australia has pumped in billions of dollars into, um, you know, giving Pacific it's you know Pacific Islander neighbors its its own like cyber defense capabilities, its own train cyber defense training. Um, billions of do- taxpayer dollars are going into this. So Australia, you know, it's it needs to teach its it needs to continue to teach its. You know uh, Samoa, Tonga, Fiji, teaches Pacific Islander neighbours um, how to protect themselves you know, against these cyber threats because they are they are the 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 chosen threats um, in in our uh, Southeast Asian region. You know Pacific Island region. Um, you know wow. it's like Australia you know, is, is, is helping its neighbors. It's, it, it can only do so much Yeah, it's up to, like Australia can provide the training can provide the defense mechanisms, mm. Yeah, but then it's up to the Pacific <clears throat> other nations to actually follow, you know, f- follow what they've been taught and to implement the recommendations to, re- to implement the training, to implement the, the defense um, capabilities that they've been given. And from that, not only does Australia, it, it works both ways. Where it's sort of like a symbiotic relationship, where Australia teaches its neighbors to defend itself against cyber, and then once that region is protected, that also protects Australia. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So mm. if Australia like teaches everyone to protect itself, it protects the region as a whole, which means Australia is also protected. So mm. it it, it a bit of a, a bit of a you know pre. Was it quid pro quo? Uh, yeah. Because
0: yeah. it's, because uh, yeah, um, you know, it's unique how he said, because though, we just finished having the general elections in Fiji last week. And, of course, when it comes to elections... That happened? Now, oh, oh, bloody hell. So when it comes to elections, everything is now done by technology. So yep. Yep. there was a time during the elections in Fiji there where there was a glitch. Mm. Where there was very, a glitch very, and all of a sudden the glitch. party... So one of the parties that was training was the main Fiji first, and all of a sudden next minute <laughs> you know the next day, boom, they're in the lead. <laughs> and, and so Nick- it's like, oh wow. it's like, man, it's like yeah, watching yeah. the mini, it's like watching the mini version of the US elections where yeah. you know where all of a sudden Joe Biden got the lead, you know, after a technical glitch. And there was I think it was at, at the case of that that where I think they did everything manual hand, like manually. exactly yeah. So yeah. But in the end, you no know, Fiji person you know, come away with the win. It was a, it was a grand coalition, but
1: oh, good, good. But just
0: like as you mentioned the word, you know, like with technology and you know, like something like the term when it comes to technology, you know, a glitch, or there can be a how yeah. can I say? A, a, a when I say
1: glitch. When you say glitch, cause it's a glitch with a quote like yeah. a <laughs> quotation <laughs> mark. You know, oh yes, yeah, system stop.
0: So, there was electrical disturbance or uh-huh. technical, yeah. you know, those terminology, that technical yeah. jargon yes. in regard yep. to those things. But look, yep. it's very convenient. They, they turned the you look. Know, shout out to the um, NFP, PAP and the SADOPA becoming the grand coalition to form government. Um, yep. These are yep. next, um, the next government meeting and of course, yep. 16 years of Fiji first rule. But that's another topic in itself. It is. We, as we move on. So, yeah. Yep. You know, because you're involved in that field, and of course, you've been involved um, in that field yeah. when it comes to technology. But let's move on to a lighter now. Just as you mentioned about the Pacific Island neighbors, yeah, Fiji. Yeah, what do you love about Fiji, Ken? What do you love about you know, with that side of it? Yeah, you know, about going, going, you know, going back to Bryce Street in uh, Raiwanga. Yeah, man. Those, uh, yeah. Listen, shout out to those in Bryce Street. Yeah, Bryce man. Street, right? Shout out to
1: those. Yeah. Thanks shout for making to a those good in, street. Uh, Bryce
0: street uh, Raiwanga, uh, RRA, So, yep. you know, off yep. Grantham Road. So Grantham you, Road. Ken, what do you love about Fiji?
1: I just loved how laid back it is. You can go there and you can relax and you can just, just chill out. You know, you know how they say Fiji time? Yeah. Right? That is definitely the definition of just taking it easy, no rush, baby. You know, no rush. We just <laughs> take it easy, man. We're just gonna go there. We're just gonna, if we get there, we get there. Just relax. Um, and that's what I loved about Fiji there, where despite it being well, how many hours before are they committed?
0: <laughs> so I remember so going jet style, you know, or going Venier, and I always remember the time is four hours. From going from Sydney to Sydney to Nandy, it's four yes. hours and 45 minutes. Wow. I believe that's the time. So, yeah, that's a, it's a bit of a trick, but yeah, um, that's the feeling for you, Ken, in regards to time. So, carry on.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's you know, there's no rush anywhere. Like, it's so laid back, um, especially in Nandy. You know, you, you rock up to Nandy. Um, it is, you know, it's, you can feel the warmth and, and that's another thing about Fiji. I love the warmth. I hate it here in Australia when it gets cold. I just want like, sometimes when it's freezing, I'm just like, man, we should just go to Fiji eh, and just chill out, <laughs> chill out for three months, come back in spring. Hey, happy yep. days, you know, Con- mm-hmm. a constant cycle of warmth. <laughs> so, and that's what I love about Fiji. Um, another thing I love about Fiji is like, if you're, Oh, obviously, if you from there, um, it's that f- familial ground, you know, that, that it just everything just feels like familiar and it's almost like, you know, it feels good. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember this place. I remember going there. I remember doing this, um, especially in, in, in Raywanga, where you go to the basketball court down the road. Oh, man, all the people are hanging out there. You got the. I remember a Seesaw used to be there next to the to the to the basketball. I don't know if you remember, guys.
0: You mean the basketball courts, um, the big basketball courts down the, yeah. the main round Grantham Road? Yeah, the one, yeah. The one that's now covered by the roof?
1: Yeah, yeah. They had, the, it wasn't covered by a roof once upon a time. Yeah, there
0: was, yeah. Cause Man, I, when I went yeah. in 2008, yeah. there was the roof over there, but I remember prior there was no roof, so mm. you, you were around that time.
1: Yeah, it was around that time, 2000, 2001, where it wasn't covered by a roof. That was private, okay. and on the right, so coming down the hill, to go to the basketball courts on the right hand side, there was a swing like a seesaw. Um, and I remember, man, I used to pick up, you know, so many girls there, mate. You know, just <laughs> no, no, I'm just uh, no, it, just the childhood memories. Um, you know, going there, seeing my cousins play. You know, um, uh, cousins play basketball. Um.
0: Shout out to Penny and Joe. If they you shout out
1: Penny and Joe. You know playing basketball there. You know we used to go to that basketball basketball court because of them and just watch them play, and me just being a dode kid. You know just playing around in the mud and everything. You know just just chilling out.
0: But on top of that as well, look, you as you mentioned about Fiji and you know, also shout out to Daniel Bolumbu. Oh, who's that
1: fella? Leader. He was a he who's was that a basketballer. He
0: was the... He was like the Magic Johnson battle. He, he, he was a
1: gangster. Yeah, he was a gangster back in. Yeah, he was. You know, you I know, don't know Friday Big is, but... Perm. You know Friday Friday. You know the Friday movie Big Perm or Big Worm as they oh, call them. I
0: don't know. Yeah, I've heard him, the movie, but I
1: don't know the character. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that was him, mate. Uh, Daniel Bollibee First time to Fiji.
0: Shout out, number one train driver. Right, no,
1: number one Sydney Rail deserves how many like how many strikes just to get like a few thousand dollars. Uh, let's let's Just leave, shut up let's, and drive the trains damn it you know?
0: let's leave it at that, <laughs> that. that. No, now we love you Lee. we love your cars we love it that <laughs> so in saying that as well cam look as much as you love about Fiji, but having one look you've got japanese blood and i remember you when i think you went to japan in 2010 that's correct yeah. 2007 what what are the differences you saw like, going from a laid-back country such as Fiji, but you're going to... Like, I've heard many stories about Japan that when you land in Japan, it's like you're you're on another planet. There's, there's, so, there's so much technology out there, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's... Japan
1: is a very efficient country. Um, I remember... Just a throwback story here for the audience here. When I first got to Japan, I was with my father. My father being, you know, obviously, dark-skinned. We come into the airport, and <laughs> um so my father isn't a japanese citizen but he he managed to get me japanese citizenship through um my mother so we we did that whole thing so i went through the japanese customs and he went through the other country customs you know they're the, the passport checks sorry so i went through uh, i had a japanese passport he che- they they checked it stamped it off i go and then he gets his he gets his passport stamped, here, yeah, it goes through. And then we get stopped by Japanese Federal Police. Shout out to Japanese Federal Police. Thanks for stopping us. I was not a kid of, like, I was not a victim of smuggling. I was just there with my dad, you know. My dad's Fijian, you know, what What the hell? Yeah, yeah. yeah and we get stopped uh, by Japanese uh, Federal Police asking, hey, who's this black fellow with you? And I'm just like, it's, it's my dad. What are you talking about? You know, and it's just, oh... Oh, carry on, carry on. (laughs) Just like, yeah, that's right, that's right. You know, Um, yeah. um, Yeah, Japan is definitely on a whole different level of efficiency. Their, you know, their transportation system, uh, public transportation system, that is, their roads are clean. um, Everything just flows and it just works, man. But at the same time, it feels because everything is flowing so well, it just feels like a shell, you know? It mm. just feels like it's going too perfect, it's going too well. Um, every like everything feels, I guess, the best way to say it is just just empty and dead. You know, they're just living their life. They go to work, they finish, they go home, bang, rinse and repeat.
0: So it's like that constant flow, that motion, eat, sleep, yeah, eat, sleep, work, repeat. Exactly that, exactly mm. that. Because so, I've heard, I've heard stories as well where some. We're working over there. Like they work, like they work beyond eight hours, and yeah. sometimes when they work beyond eight hours, that the workers, still in their business of time, I've read this, where they just they just drop, they, they just drop down on the ground in the streets and just sleep. They like that burn out. Yeah. So it just shows that really constant, like as you said, that one motion. But also shout out to all the Fijians that lived in Japan, mm-hmm. whether they be there for study purposes, yep, um, yep. or yep. even for rugby, even for yeah. rugby.
1: I was just gonna say, yeah, even for yeah. rugby. Rugby like day. good, good on them, you know. Like like Fijians that are actually going somewhere in their life, who are making us as a people proud, you know. Actually, and give o- us a reason to watch the rugby, you know.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so there are people such as Michael Etik. Yeah, um, good on them. You know, him. as well, and yes. also look, shout out to um in the um in the, uh, in, the uh, in the sport of judo. Um, I think it's David Takayao. Uh, oh, so no the way, famous- that's judo. Oh, yes, yeah, so the famous uh, Takayao family. Um, you know, being involved in that sport of judo, I think I hope I got the name right, but uh, yeah. it's wonderful to see them, you know, doing their, you know, plan their trade in Japan. Yeah, good. But on. like moving, no, that's and it's one how you shared. Okay, moving on. Uh, Fijian cuisine. We're gonna play a scenario here, right? Oh, so right. Pretend, yeah. pretend in front of you, you got five, you just, five asked, you just
1: asked the right question, cause yeah, let's go. Let's,
0: moving on. Pretend you got five. Of, it's a five-five. No, sorry, four-course meal: breakfast, dessert, dinner, breakfast. Lunch, dinner, and dessert. Four course meal, four course. Yep. Fijian food, you know, there's the chef there. So, what would you start up for breakfast?
1: Yeah. Look, okay, so for brekkie, right, let's let's start this. All right, you can't go wrong with a purple. A purple that just comes from food. Man, there's something about a purple, man. You know, <sighs> <Nah. laughs> purple for breakfast every day if it yep. was here, available in Australia. Um, <clears throat> a purple with fijian you know the pancakes you know how they make pancakes oh yep. man like, yep yep you know if, if only if only i knew how to make fijian pancakes you know and and had a purple tree in the back
0: <laughs> okay
1: i'd I'd be eating you know, that. i'd be like i'm just in fiji you know that's uh, it man yeah man um uh, what about yourself? Well, what do you think? Well, oh,
0: hold on, hold on, we still have finished, bro. We still oh finished God, I just
1: wanted to ask for your opinion. Hold on. This is a two-way Hold on, hold
0: on, man, this is your uh, table, bro. Uh, uh, all right. All right. Look, okay, ladies, so
1: look, I'd, I'd have a pawpaw and you know, Fijian made you know the, the the pancakes that they make. Oh man, you know. And look, I'm a sucker for jalebi, so I probably have a bit of jalebi on the side, mate. You know. Like, look, I'm into the fitness, but like, don't tell people I do jalebi, all right? Let's <laughs> keep that between ourselves, audience.
0: Okay, and, uh, let's go for lunch.
1: Um, For lunch, you know. Ugh. Look, I'll have coconda for lunch. Ooh. Can't go, you know, coconda, yes. coconda for lunch, dinner, dessert. You know, that's it. I'm done. Oh, you that's don't it. Ask me anything else. <laughs> no, no, look, look, I'll have coconda for lunch. Yep. Then for, And then for dinner, I'll have, you know, you can't go wrong with curry you know curry and roti oh my God. <laughs> curry and roti man and, uh, every time I come home to Sydney and you know, I always ask on hey you better make me that curry and roti it is not a request it is an order, order. <laughs> come there I'm gonna stuff my face hey you know who I'm calling I'm calling Cruz man we're gonna have a party here come on so you know yep. uh, uh, roti and curry coconda, you know and then for dessert you know uh, <sighs> What, what, what What's a good dessert? What's a good dessert, cuz you got to tell me? Let's Let's have throw have something out. No, no, Tucker's throw something out, of me. Throw something, cream, out of me, throw something out of me because I might have tried it, you know.
0: All uh, right, have you had Tucker's ice cream? No, I haven't had Tucker's ice cream. The one the only selling in Fiji, of course, New Zealand because I think it's a New Zealand brand. Yeah, really? Yeah, for something like for you, I'll say Tucker's ice cream.
1: Tucker's chuck it in there, mate. <laughs> I'm gonna have a different dessert, mate. All right,
0: <laughs> uh, Tucker's ice cream. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Ken's four course meal. Thank you. All right. Moving on. Moving on. What is your five year goal? You know, you've shared a lot, especially at the door with these two parts. Yeah. What is your five year goal right now? And also, in regards to family, look, shout out to your brother Felipe. Oh, hell yeah. Gentlemen, yeah. So, (laughs) hell (laughs) yeah. He's not the only child. He has a brother named Felipe.
1: Yeah, I'm not the only child. I don't know. (laughs) I was raised like one.
0: But anyway but, yeah, but Felipe ladies and gentlemen Ryan's brother was born in Japan yep so um, yep. if you, if I ever get the damn um, Ryan's brother ever to go on the podcast you see a huge difference when it comes to the language bearing because yeah Felipe one been one born, yeah yeah <laughs> Felipe' been born in Japan he's got yep. that thick Japanese accent uh, yeah. so I do hope I get him on or if he hears this but that's Felipe but look for yourself Ryan what is your five-year goal you know you've You've done so much in you know in a short space of time, especially since 2018, mm. or going back to 2017 when you graduated, or 2016. Yeah. But what is your five-year goal? You know, whether it be as a worker, whether it be whether it be as a soldier. Uh, what do you want to achieve? You know, what do you want to achieve?
1: I'll be honest with you, because um, I've always, uh, within five years, I-, I know I'll definitely, I'll definitely be out of the army hundred uh, <clears> percent. <throat> For all your listeners, it's not because you know i've I've like fed up with a job or anything it's it's just you know you, you get to a moment in your career in in especially in the army where you feel like you should move on and like and I knew I was gonna do that and that's why I went to uni as well so you know for all your listeners before you go join the army, maybe consider doing you know uh, some sort of university study first and you know figure out what you want to do because you don't want to just stay in the army unless you want to stay in the army. Hell, if you want to do that, great for you, you know, good for you. But if you feel like you're going to leave it at some stage, definitely do some study um, prior to going in. It's only just to set you up for success later on down the track. Um, but for for my five years, because I definitely won't be in the army hundred um, percent. I definitely do want to travel as well. You know, go, go back to Japan, you know, the last time i went i was you know i was 16 when i went last time to japan and going now as an adult um definitely it would be a, a different experience it would be more liber- like a more free experience i'll be by myself or i would be you know with with my loved ones with and and their family as well um um 5 years yeah definitely be one being in the army i can tell you that um I'll probably be looking for some some other employment in in, in the government, um, you know, maybe <coughs> the foreign affairs department, or you know, maybe in the defense department uh, as a civilian. Um, but yeah, like I always knew I wasn't going to stay forever in the army, and then I wanted to do uni first before going into the army because of that. So, um, I, I just hope your audience uh, doesn't miss, you know, um. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't misunderstand me on that, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, just maybe, maybe just travel and just seek some new employment where within the five years. Yeah.
0: Nice, nice. And, uh, you know, to those that are listening, not only just unique, could it be like get a trade, you know, something, oh, you know, like, uh, an apprenticeship, yeah. whether it be plumbing, like, say, for example, I the like Rebel. Yeah. So, for my pastor, ladies and gentlemen, he was in the navy for eleven years. Yeah. And it wasn't like he took up a trade first. Basically, when he was in the navy, mm. he took a tram, took up a trade of air conditioning, and then uh, from there, yeah, he just became a master. Then he wanted to do install air conditioners. So, that's something good that you brought forth, Ken. To so have sort of like a plan B or like a backup. But for those of us that I just want to be full on, straight on soldier to the bone, then go ahead, and um, go by all means. Or mm-hmm. if you have family that uh, have that strong army tradition or Navy or Air Force or special forces or anything like that, um, then go by all means, you know, but just as Ken is that Ryan, so Ryan has shared his five-year goal. <clears throat> you know, that's his aim to, you know, further on his uh, employment opportunities, uh, you know, outside of the army and um, especially exercise his degree, you know, whether spill whether being the master's, uh, with his master's degree or his normal bachelor's degree. So good stuff, Ryan.
1: Cheers, cheers. Thanks, Kaz. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh no, definitely.
0: Thank you for your listeners for listening, you know? <laughs> okay. on <laughs> board. Let's go with another scenario. Yep. So next to you, have I've got uh, you got Jeff the architect. So this is the man, your your Mount Rushmore, your mountain. All right. So I think I've got to change the name Man Rushmore. I've used it so many times. I think I'll come up with a new name for the next season. So your you know, your five faces you would put. You know who who would they be on your man Rushmore? People that may have influenced you, or may have been a source of inspiration for you, or or celebrities, or whoever the case, celebrities, sportsmen. Who would be on your own man Rushmore? Uh, look, uh,
1: like cause uh, like woo, I think I already um like. Uh, Explained it to you when, um, before prior to this uh, podcast started, where I sort of let you know that hey, I didn't know who to put on my mount, my Mount Rushmore, you know, and you're like, hey, you know, friends, family, you know, you can think of something. Um, I think the first and foremost, I'd put my my father, mm. um, you know, it's uh. I owe it to him, you know. Uh, given, to, you know, blessing me with the culture that we have, to, the great culture that we have today, that is the Fijian culture. You know, we we're I'm blessed that I'm able to not only um, identify as 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 Fijian, but also like to to be familiar with what the Fijian culture is all about. So I like I, I and and also you know, putting a roof over my head and, and feeding me as, as a father should, you know, so, um, I definitely put him uh, at the top of that, that list. Um, and second would be probably my, um, you know, my uh, auntie Aggie, you know, uh, definitely the spiritual bond, you know, goes to church all the time. Praise, praise for, uh, praise for me and, and, and uh, my achievements. And, and I think I couldn't have achieved anything in life without prayer, and without that spiritual bond that she has with, with, you know, with God. So, you know, people may not, be, may not, may not believe in a higher being, but she definitely does. And as a result, you know, I haven't seen a fault in, in, believing, you know, in, um, in, in, in God, um, because he's definitely, definitely blessed me in life. And, and I definitely don't take that lightly. So it should be the second person. Um, the third what? <laughs> you, look, you look you want me to say you, eh? Well how many how many heads are on, on the route Ra- Mount Rushmore?
0: So you got three three more heads, three more. I got three more of oh, mate. So I look, got... ladies and gentlemen, you may be saying, um look, you may be hearing this through audio, but right now we're FaceTiming each other. So look, I'm on the I'm FaceTiming through my iPad, so that's how we can see each other. Sir, yeah. Sir. You yeah. may be thinking, how did you say what to sir, sir? <laughs> It's sir? Uh,
1: I'm that certain person where I need to see you through a camera in order to have, like, in order to maintain my interest. So if I'm talking to you through the the podcast app but maintaining you through FaceTime, that's that works for me, you know?
0: Oh, so, God, oh, gods! Everyone's different, man. Everyone's different. Different. Shout out to Jerry Maguire as well. That's an awesome documentary <laughs> as well. <laughs>
1: Hey, um, so the third person would probably be, um, ah, god, who, who would it be? It'd be Uncle Chorchi, I'd say. Ah, Uncle yes, Ch- yes. You know? Um, you know, the, the man was uh, great in itself, you know, a manager of Colonial Bank Suva branch, you know, the Suva headquarters. Uh, the man was a hard worker, um definitely not only saw me as a nephew but also as another one of his sons as well um you know a a great man uh to this day i always wonder if you know if since he's passed like what what would he be thinking of me uh would he be proud or would he be you know um would he just be be sad that he's not here to experience the the good achievements that that, that I've experienced. So I always do think of the man. Um, the third would probably be, you know, Uncle, our, our Uncle David.
0: So you mean, the, you mean the fourth one?
1: Oh, fourth one. Sorry,
0: yes. But back, but Mate, how many backtrack. bloody heads are there? <laughs> let's backtrack. Let's backtrack. So, Cho-chi, yes. so Uncle George, those those listening, is Chochi Soko Soko. Yes. So especially he was heavily involved in Fiji basketball. Mm. Uh, so um, you know, Fiji basketball, he was heavily involved in that. And shout out to Fiji basketball as well. If anyone <laughs> does hear this, just a shout out to them. Uh it's good to see that the ladies and men's and basketball is um is growing, is improving once again. So we hope to see uh um, you know, Fiji basketball on the rise and especially here in Australia with the likes with one individual by the name of Tumburu Naivalurua that I had earlier in the podcast, he's planning his trade in the US. So Got a few uh, um, Division I uh, college offers as well in the United States. So, it's good wow. to see that. Good but on. back to you, back to you, of course, Ryan. The fourth one is Uncle David. Or his full name, Tevita Lomukambutnimalaya Wow,
1: you still remember his last name. Good on you. Good on you.
0: Yes. <laughs> but um, yes.
1: Yeah, uh, another man I, I hold in deep regard. You know, we, we've had good times. We've had some bad times with <laughs> with Uncle David. You know, some laughing times, as you would remember, cuz. But
0: yeah.
1: um a man I hold in high regard as well. And I I always wonder what would he be thinking if he saw me today? Uh, Would he be, um, you know, would would he be happy or would he be, you know, uh, sad that he's not here to experience uh, what what I'm experiencing right now? Um, And, yeah, you know, these are the people we miss every day. And we just wish that, you know, it's like – that God hadn't taken them so, so so, you know so soon. So we just wish that these people were in our lives again to just you know just be happy with us and to celebrate with us.
0: Yes, that's yes, of course, Ryan, and of course to those listening once again um, with with Ryan acknowledging Uncle David. So, David uh, wita He's he was a well known bass guitar. I'm uh, not sorry, um, guitar guitarist on top of that as well he was a bodybuilder so to those that live in the Sioux area um and of course living in the Lamy area yeah um david he was uncle david was involved in bodybuilding but also his father yeah his awesome. father was a well known a well known missionary in the Methodist circuit I believe and and also on top of this the connection between um uncle David's father and um Joe Levula was during the time, during the Malayan War, I believe. So Joe Leibullo, if you, oh, for those that know, Joe, Leibullo, Joe Leibullo, the famous, uh, you know, sprinter, the one with the, you know, where he came up there, with him striding that long strides and where Jesse Owens, a former US Olympic champ, wanted to meet Joe Leibullo because he ran 100 yards, not 100 meters, 100 yards on the 10 seconds. And so Joe Leibullo's chaplain was um, Uncle David's father in during the time of the Malayan War. So it's a small world. Well so that's yeah. one of you of you Ken uh Ryan Ryan to name uh, to name Uncle David and on top of that as well I still remember the time and Auntie will get upset with this where <laughs> where Uncle David would say oh you kai China <laughs> and auntie will get so upset because he said, David don't call
1: him that. It was border- then, you know, borderline racist. Racism, wasn't it? It was borderline racism. But
0: I think, bro, that was Uncle Dave. He was like, he time. was just real straight out, yeah, straight out there. And then, like for me, for both of us, for me, Uncle Dave, he'll make me cry during Bible studies. I'm like, man, I'm supposed to be enjoying this, but I'm full crying because yeah, he's full like- crying because he's the the knife, yeah. the butter knife, <laughs> coming straight for you, man. Yeah, man, straight. Yeah, the butter knife of truth. So. <laughs> Yeah, he developed me into the person I am today and proper yourself as well, though, Ryan. So, look, that's your four. Who's your, who's your fifth and last one? It's all family members. If you missed out, Brian will just put at the bottom of his mountain, hashtag I love yous all.
1: <laughs> yeah, we might as well make the last hit, no the hashtag, then, if that's, if that's what you're going to do. No, I think the last one, the last one would probably be um, Pastor Sam. Mm. Um, uh, a man who... Unlike most of the boys that you knew knew him, um, I wish that he had more. Um, you know, he was able to guide me more, like how he guided you more, mm. like how he guided the the other boys more. Um, because when when he died, he he was I was only just a kid, left like, like twelve or thirteen. Yeah, but imagine if you were 14, 15, 16 or someone my age now. And he was still alive. He'd be able to guide you, and to direct you, and to steer you towards a, a life that's secured, that's foundation in integrity, morality, discipline, and and that's what he was all about, right? Like morality, integrity, discipline, and and just having a a good, healthy spiritual life with with God, right? And and that was what he was all about. He. He knew that. He had his own experience and he was able to share it with you. And that, that's why I wanted to make him the last because I missed out. He didn't have – like he couldn't give me the, the spiritual guidance that he gave you when you were my age, right? So I, if there was one person I'd put last, it'd be him. And, and for that reason, it's because the advice – I missed out on, you got, and I would love to receive that that advice and I'd love to receive that guidance because it'll definitely would have a very positive impact on where I'm going with my life. And I'd be able to, you know, pick up the phone and call him, you know, if he was still alive and be like, hey, look, I'm going through this. What's your advice? I'd love to hear what you'd love to say and I'd definitely respect what you love to say because I can't do that because, well, you know.
0: He's not around to do that, and I wish, mm. he... yeah, no, that's um, th- those are wonderful words, Ken. So, the fifth one, ladies and gentlemen, was Pastor Samisi Bulwosa, hailing from Nakiya in Taylevo. So, Pastor Sam or Brother Sam was called as a licensed minister, uh, with the United Pentecostal Churches of Australia, and he passed away in 2009. So, um, unfortunately, it's been uh, yeah, next year will be 14 years. Since he's passed on, with Uncle Dave next still will be sixteen years. Yeah, since yeah. he's passed on. So, and with Uncle Church, just as you mentioned, next still will be nineteen years, I believe. Nineteen, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Nineteen or eighteen years since he's passed on. So, the people that the people that Ryan has mentioned, ladies and gentlemen, they've passed on. But it's the way that he's explained it he is that they've left the mark on his life so it's wonderful that you've shared it in that from your perspective Ryan and I really commend you for that thank you so look we're coming towards the end of this podcast and once again I just want to say thank you Ryan for sharing of this two-parter sharing your life sharing your journey uh sharing how far you have come and where you are now uh from a boy I'm gonna embarrass you on this when I first <laughs> I, I first met Ryan ladies and gentlemen here, this up. Yeah, I okay. first met Ryan in 2003 I was 14 and I believe you were only, so let's do the math. Um, you are yeah, you were still a young fella. Young. And he was in the trolley. He was in the Uh-oh. trolley. No, that was not, nah, really? Yes. yes. You were in the trolley in Westfields. I met Auntie Egg and Uncle Dave when Uncle Dave was alive. And the very first thing you asked for was, where's the, bi-? you know, the Bionicles. Now, to those that are listening, if you're into Lego, there was a certain brand called Bionicles. And I kid you not. I kid you not. Ryan had the whole collection. He, I wouldn't be surprised that you know when he went to sleep at night, they'll be all awake like in Toy Story. Trying oh. to come out. <laughs> awesome documentary based on the yeah, true yeah. story, Toy yeah. Story. But no, it's uh, No, it's, uh, it's amazing. Look and look to see where you are now. Uh, i will be very awkward if I saw you as a, a late, you know, in your thirties or your late twenties, and I find well, you find I'm you in a trolley.
1: Almost there.
0: You know, I yep. find you in a trolley trying to, you know, reenact that part. First of all, that'd be awkward. Secondly, I'll say, Are you okay? And then thirdly, I'll say there's a there's a there's a mental asylum down the road from where you went. But anyway. <laughs> but no, it's uh, it's wonderful to see how far you come around. But look,
1: I appreciate it.
0: Appreciate you know, we finished, you know, we're near the end, but i want to ask you this. Yeah. Uh when we finish on this final note. How important to you speech in history? Of course, we're well, on your some on your right here, on your right arm, of course, you've got the Fijian, you've got the Fijian design on your arm. But for yourself, from a knowledge perspective, or whether it be you know from a knowledge based or in an action based. On I mean, action—the way you portray yourself, or the way you act amongst in public—how important is Fijian history or the Fijian way of life?
1: Look for me, uh, Fijian history, very very important. We as a people, we are. We are tough. You know, we are not only physically tough, but mentally tough. And people commend us for that. Like, um, uh, you know, we're the only people where in battle, we are cool, calm, collected, but we are fierce. And that's why history to me will always be, um, you know, very, very interesting. We as a people where we have a rich history we are a uh, a people where, where we are very um, you know we we have a lot of character we we have a lot of strength we have a lot of um, you know we we're just tough you 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 can't kill a Fijian you know it's we're you know we're a bull you know we're we're an ox we we we're meant for the field we're hard yakka you know? <laughs> we're tough of the tough and people have acknowledged us for that we have acknowledged our history have acknowledged our people for that uh, the British even acknowledged us for that uh, I believe how many people have made it into um, like, uh, how many Fijians sorry, have made it into the British uh, Special Air Service Regiment the British Special Forces where they have been commended for their um, their heroism their actions there's a lot of Fijians, you'd be surprised. Uh, I believe there was one that was involved in, um, you know, holding down a position and he was firing, you know, machine gun fire. And uh, sadly, he died. But
0: is know, this is back in 1972? Yeah, yeah. No, no. This yeah, is Lumba Lumba. The Second
1: War. Yeah, this is back That's during it. the Second World War. Rambo. Yeah. Yes, Fiji Rambo, exactly. And, you know, the, the British commended not only him you know him just because of you know a soldier his soldier skills but because of him as a as a person his his culture that the fiji people are tough you know every pacific islander is tough and that they their um you know their capacity to do to do great things are, are you know immense so you know, uh, in Fijian history to me, Fijian culture, Fijian people, very important to me, you know, uh, as you said, cuz like, you know, my on my right arm, you know, it's 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 a symbol to that I've not only proud of my culture, but, you know, to to identify me as, you know, someone who's no matter, you know, where I am, who, you know, no matter where I am, how old I am, I'll I'll forever be connected to the Fijian culture because that's who we are and we can't, we can't run away from it because it's, it's nothing to be ashamed about. It's to be proud of because there are people who are not Fijian who are proud of Fijians for us, you know, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so, yeah, Fij- Fijian his- history and culture, uh, everything to me because it's also <laughs> one that I've identified more with uh, rather than the Japanese culture. Um, it's one that is more sociable, um, one that is more, um, you know. It's accepted me for who I am, despite being uh, a mixed, you know, a mixed race person, you know. Um, and 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 I'll always, I'll always uh, uphold the Fijian culture and Fijian history to a high, very high standard, um, you know, forever. Uh, I hope that answers your question, cousin.
0: It does. And that's a great way to sign it off. So Ken, so sorry, Ryan. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I might as well just say this. So Ken, look, the reason why I keep saying Ken, you may have heard it during the podcast. That was his, uh, that was his name. Of course, we called him as a, you know, when he was a young fella. And of course, young fella. Uh, Yeah, he's still a young fella. And with his name, Ryan, of course, that's his, uh, um have to put it his name now? Yes. But uh, with Ken, okay, if I don't mind sharing uh, Ryan, of course, your, your name was Ken Kuroi Tavelen. So Hell a bit yeah, of, brother. A,
1: Hell yeah. Who, who, who?
0: <laughs> it's, a bit of a, it's a bit of a long name, and especially the last yeah. name. I think it had 13 letters in it. Oh, man. Yeah. So it was yeah. like about half of the alphabet. But um, <laughs> of course, I'm to like Ryan Mara. But look, we, we still acknowledge that as well. Yes. So, yes. The uh, I mean, yeah. name change, but he's still the same person. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. happy, but sometimes can be angry because of all the juice. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But look, once again, uh, Ryan, thank you so much for sharing your, your story, um, especially in this second part. Yeah. I do it for those that have listened, have taken something out of it as well, especially, you know, in terms of cybersecurity for the islands or to in regard to education or even to, you know, his, the people that he's been influenced by, especially for those that have passed on. So once again, uh Ryan, thank you so much, and thank you for your services to the country of Australia. I'm not saying it sarcastically, thanks, I'm man. saying it from uh, you know, in a real honourable way, because it's wonderful to see where not only just family, but Fijians take up the arms in defending their nation, whether it be here in Australia, in Britain, United States, or any other armed, you know, armed forces around the world. So once again, Ryan, thank you. Thank you so much. And you, uh, and hope to see you in person when you come over down uh, from where you are. To where we are here, of course, around Australia. So, you know, just to catch up and have a bit of a bit of a, another yarn or so.
1: Yeah, man. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much for the for inviting me, man. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All
0: right. Take it easy. Take it easy. Ryan.
1: Thanks, mate.